0: You guys see the Ryan Johnson Easter egg, Knives Out? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fucking dope, right? Yeah, it was cool. What do you think
2: of it, Gavin? I thought it was just a DVD cover.
1: Yeah, it I'll explain cool it to the peeps. So Ryan spoilers Johnson, who looks like Andy out. Jameson. Yeah, if you've not seen it, <laughs> every episode, <laughs> if, if you've not the, seen Knives Out, spoilers. He released the, the Blu-ray for Knives Out, for which it came in a sheath, uh, a polythene she- wallet. <laughs> uh, a scabbard. So a if reminder you will. to all the single people out there and people engaging in sexual activity to always
3: come in a sheath. Yes, yes.
1: and uh, yeah, always wear your polythene wallet. Always, always wear your polythene wallet. Um, so yeah, so there was a, an outer shell. Gary, w- explain. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> on the
0: back of the yeah the the plastic bit wraps the steel book. There was a bunch of knives with a circle in the middle, and if you flip it round, you put it back on the steel book backwards it shows you who the killer is actually there no spoilers yeah see but it's just it was cool it straight to the, 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 whole, the whole the whole film's a move, murder mystery who done it? and if you buy the, and still then the book, dvd just
2: fucking spoils it for you well if you know yeah,
0: how many people that, are putting many, on backwards yeah who's well, gonna buy the
1: dvd take yeah, it out go oh
0: i love my steelbook i'm gonna put this back on but i might put it on back the front see what yeah but happens. it's not
2: those people it's the people on instagram facebook reddit and everywhere else who see that and go oh i didn't see that film yet well i guess i know where the killer is now
1: the only then, place then see I've when you don't it go on, on Reddit and when a thing says, oh my spoiler. god, spoiler, look at this Easter egg for Knives Out,
2: don't watch it. Here's another thing. Knives Out is alright. Does it need a sequel? No.
0: I Knives uh, Out is no, not alright. I'm, f- I'm absolutely fine with that. I'm fine with it having a
2: sequel. As long as Ryan Johnson isn't writing it, I'm fine with it.
0: But I, I, you saying it doesn't need a sequel, that's like saying they should have only made one Poirot movie or one Sherlock movie. They should have just not made a Knives Out movie. Because it's it's a it's a series of films or it's going to be a series of films about a, di- a detective. We haven't had one of those. Remember the last time we had a, a I am detective. looking forward to
2: a suspect foul play. Now, plot
1: twist: the detective is about is Lakeith Stanfield's character.
2: I mean, I'll take that as well. I love I'll Lakeith have, Stanfield. I'll be happy
1: with that. Right, let's get fucking cracking. <laughs> <laughs> it's meandering movies, listening to Gary Ryan and Gavin. It's all about films, but goes, of course. Will there be arguments, of course? Because everyone knows their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about.
0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Meandering Movie Podcast, where we talk about movies. And I ate a car. <laughs> now it's in my walk, belly. What kind of car?
2: A Fiat Punto. A Fiat Punto. Ah,
0: Susan, give me my car. Fetch it, me a
2: car. You ate it. What is going on?
0: <laughs> uh, we're going to do a fucking movie roundup for January and February. I'm woo, Gary. Woo, woo, woo,
2: woo. I am the avant-gav in. Gav. In.
0: What was that meant? Was that meant to be avant garde? Yeah. This is the earliest one yet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: getting a wank sign from Ryan. From Av- Ryan. Av- it's me. Avant Gav. Avant Gav? Gavin Avant
0: garde Avant Gav. Avant Gav isn't a thing.
2: Yeah, but I've just made it a thing. Be Gavon gavon-garde Oh, that's better. You Gavon could have said Gavon that. Avant. garde Gavon Yeah. Avant yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, you no, you're not getting that. Because that's good. You can be avant gav.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with that. Avant Gav. The one your your one sounds like you're saying I'm seven Gav. Like Avant Gav. Avant Gav. I think I'm you're a savant.
2: Who's um, that prick? In a, did the prickery's corner say his name yet? Yeah, okay, Ryan, did. you said it as well. You
0: said it for him. And this week we're doing a January-February movie roundup, which I've said twice. We're going to talk about movies that came out over the last two months because we missed January. What, months, we were what months were they, so. g- Gary? January, January and February, and February. <laughs> february January. 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 I fucking, uh, by the way, February's only got 28 days, which is bullshit. No, this year it didn't. No, not this year, but that's my point. How many months have we got 31 days? Just take some of those days and put them in February. Why the fuck do we have a leap year? Yeah, but February doesn't need the days. It's fine. We're, we've made it this far in no, life. But it's, it's it's short, and we have to give it an extra fucking day every
1: year. Every four years. It's dumb. Yes. It's what is because it, it takes the sun longer to go around the earth every Did you just years. put your fucking hand up to ask this question? Yeah, I don't want to interrupt. oh interrupt, Gary. I always put my hand up when I want to talk to Gary. <laughs> <laughs> but what? Should, what? But I don't. Why can't we just? Because, because it takes the sun every every four years. Yeah. It takes the sun longer to go around the earth. So why don't we just add a day to February? We have done that once every four years. Yeah, mm-hmm. because and it just only take happens. a day off somewhere else in the year. Because it takes three hundred and sixty-five and a quarter days. Uh huh. For the the sun to orbit the earth. Well,
3: no, I don't.
0: The think earth it does. To orbit the sun. No, it does. How? Because it does. Actually, it, uh, You know what? Here's here's a crazy thing. Don't as well. say flat Earth. No, no, no. I'm not. <laughs> what I was going to say is. The, the winters, Loch Ness monster shot in Titanic. But well, like, I just feel like the like we not we like, we kind of skipped winter, didn't we? I guarantee we'll get another bunch of snow. We, in fact, we got a bunch of snow again. Where the fuck have you been living? We didn't skip winter at all. Yeah, we did. We usually get snowy winters, and it's just been pissing rain. We had a bit of snow, but it came at the end of January, like thirty days too late.
1: So maybe about? we're just
0: fucking adding time on. Anyway, my point being, it's dumb. The and we seasons
1: fucking... and the time are different.
2: It's dumb. Okay. So. We're doing a movie review roundup of January and February. February. Uh, Start us
0: off, Gav. I want to talk about Sonic. Uh, I'm starting us off. It was,
2: it was fine. I hate you so much. I was just gonna, I was just gonna point out. Obviously, there were a ton of films that came out in January and February. But we talked about a great number of them in our Oscars uh, roundup Interwet, and Interwet Sonic, live yep. reactions. So if you want to hear us talk about any of those movies, like for example, Jojo Rabbit or uh, Joker or The Irishman, go back to our Oscars episode. We talked about them ad nauseum. We're going to be talking about some of the films that didn't get nominated, which some of them fucking should have, and like just get a chance. Sonic? For example, our first film we're going to talk about, which is an absolute gem of a masterpiece, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, uh, I feel you have like seen this one, have you, Ryan? Nope. So Ryan's now going to be on his phone for the next uh, 28 minutes? minutes, while Gary and I Let's deeply it. and wonderfully dissect the gem that is Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. Yeah, thoughts? Um, it's a movie. Uh, I saw it. Um, yeah that's pretty much that's fine
0: that's like, it. I, you know what that's, that's as good as I can expect. here's
2: what I'll say for it being a Sonic the Hedgehog movie it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be which yeah. is
0: maybe the kindest thing I can say 100% it's fine it's a movie I seen it's, it I came out I went I'm not going to watch it again but it didn't offend me greatly it's fairly entertaining it's not just
1: a huge setup movie
0: yep. yes Sonic Flosses twice it sets up what will be presumably a much better movie in sonic 2 and also it's called sonic the hedgehog but the film's not really about does sonic, sonic the Hedgehog. Teeth? he if uh, yeah but he's got little cartoon straight teeth now rather but than f- creepy human teeth like he had before
1: does he brush his teeth or just floss
2: just floss okay no he does like the dance move the floss
1: <laughs> i don't know what that is shut up it's that Fortnite
2: move a the thing they like to do that the whole like hands behind oh, the- I, I, didn't, I didn't know, didn't know that's so what that was so called. good <laughs> again gav <laughs> i'm flossing for people who can't obviously no one can see i was gonna say for the people who can but no one could see what i'm doing unfortunately we could
1: see you're welcome uh, yeah i didn't know that's what that was called, yeah, I'm, called not, the uh, I'm not down with you're the not kids. down with the kids you don't play fortnite Deb, Deb,
0: 420 dancing you haters graves um <laughs> you're
2: so old i'm not i'm cool. And hip uh i would the the two comments that the two things that i come away from when it comes to sonic hedgehog is one jim carrey was clearly there for <sighs> two weeks.
0: They filmed all these
2: scenes in one or two locations, and he has a butt ton of fun. And it's yep. fun to watch Jim Carrey just do Jim Carrey. Yeah. Butt ton. Butt ton. Okay. I love a butt ton. Second comment. I love buttons, too. <laughs> buttons. <laughs> uh, if you count seven buttons, it keeps the uh, ghosts away. Uh, my second comment <laughs> would, would be if anyone gets that reference I'll be very happy
0: I don't get that
2: reference Uh, you've seen the show what is it The Haunting of Hell House Um, my second comment would be I came out of this film when I watched this film
0: you sounded like a savant when you said that
2: (laughs) what (laughs) you count
0: seven buttons you get to
3: (laughs) first I am
2: I'm a a savant I'm an avant-garde I'm going to hibernate for this episode (laughs) you'll come around for the the, the next Uh. movie Sorry. Uh, yeah, this movie has an astonishing amount of plot holes yep. literally it's opening scene, I don't care about spoilers it's on the hedgehog, you can't yeah, spoil this fine. movie uh, his mentor like, throws old, him long, old clothes, silver or sure. something like that she uh, is trying to protect him she sends him to Earth and then the portals close and, and sh- she's about to fight the bad guys and Sonic runs at regular speed trying to save her He's oh, the really? fastest fastest fucking thing on the planet. Little baby Sonic. And he just runs at regular speeds and goes, oh, and doesn't make Maybe it. Maybe he can
1: run fast on his planet.
2: Oh, no, he can Because literally the opening scene is him just running. He's like, I can cross the, the entire island in two seconds. It's just is like, he from Texas? I'm Sonic the Hedgehog, and I do love me some bits and grits. It's not a
0: great movie. It's fine. It is very inoffensive. It's about James Marsden's character more than it
2: is about Sonic. James Marsden is plain white bread.
0: Yeah, uh, I like plain white bread. Eh, it's fine. It's it's a movie. Maybe don't go see it. Maybe wait for it to hit Netflix. There you go. That's yeah, the
2: review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Sonic, it's not insulting. It's not bad. I mean,
0: Sonic Two will be a better film because it sets up the first one sets up Sonic Two. And Sonic 2 will be presumably all about Sonic, My favourite thing is, uh,
2: after seeing the movie, and I said, and oh, oh I, went, I went to see Sonic, uh, and you're like, oh, uh, again, spoilers, who cares? Uh, what about the, the Tails thing at the end? And I'm like, do you think I stayed for the post-credits scene? <laughs> Literally before the, like, the credits, the first second of the credits started, I was out of my seat <laughs> and out of the fucking cinema. i like, I ain't staying around for any longer. So recommend, not recommend? Uh, again... Like you said, if it shows up on a streaming platform, you want to stick kill it on in the background. Enough. It's funny, fine enough. It's, yeah.
3: Cool. I gave it
0: a 5 out of 10, I think. It's completely middling.
1: Dragon Tails is really off-balanced, because
0: obviously a tail's there to keep an animal balanced, but obviously he's got, like, more... No, it makes him super balanced. That's why he can fly. He can balance on air. Nah. He also uh, can fly super fast at the end of Sonic the Hedgehog, which is not a Tails thing. Ugh. As he <laughs> in Sonic
1: the Hedgehog... <laughs> predominantly or just as like a cutscene,
0: well, in the movie yeah after credit scene uh. again it's setting up i've gotta find sonic
2: <sighs> next movie uh next movie we're going to talk about is a movie uh, that came out very recently the true history of the kelly gang yeah charlie kelly from always
0: Sun in philadelphia this is the the true history of his this game. is the true history of charlie kelly right yeah so give us a plot synopsis um, Please don't. It starts off with him as a baby. Mm. He gets thrown through a magical portal by yeah. an owl. He mm. then tries to save the owl, but he runs at regular speed, which is weird. Then gets picked up by uh, Dennis and Mac in Philadelphia. Yeah. They take him to a bar. Mm. They drop him on his head, and that's mm. what... And then the rest of it is you can... It's a prequel to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, basically.
1: Sounds good, yeah. Like <laughs> but it's all
0: told from Charlie Kelly's point of view, which is why it's called The True History of the, Ch- of the Kelly Gang. Mm. I've never seen it's always sunny in philadelphia
2: yeah fine.
0: Uh, you guys would have been really confused then because there was so many <laughs> references
2: no i'm joking i haven't seen this i'm gonna shut up for now so yeah this is the one that ryan and i and audio boy uh, who's currently munching on a big old bit of pizza uh, have all seen why do you say things in such weird ways because <laughs> this is the way i talk okay you've known me for what, like a year and a half two
1: years at this point you don't talk like this normally oh uh, okay you're but- showing off to the, the listener, oh,
2: and they love it they, they lap, it up. lap it up i'm like a they're like a sponge
1: for my wet goodness tell me what you thought <sighs> of the true history of the kelly gang ryan i thought it was a perfect film from start to finish apart from every single word that charlie hunnam iterated <laughs> this, yeah this is something. Like <laughs> someone start a gofundme for that man to get fucking license. <laughs> like honestly he's a really like i think he's a great actor he's got He's got a screen presence. Yeah, his, his presence is amazing. He's like, even like his tone is good. He his emotional portrayals are great. But what the fuck is that voice? I don't know. It, Every time I watch him, I just think of that Lemmy sketch. Where he's like that fucking voice, man. <laughs> it's because uh, the other movie you and I both saw was uh,
2: Guy Rich's The Gentleman. The Gentleman, and then he's in yeah. that, and he. Can't, oh my god! He can't nail down the accent.
1: I think. Actually, the true history of the Kelly Gang is his best accent. He was doing <sighs> quite well, and you can tell that he's like meant to be like an English soldier. But he still has that weird of like I think did he not say something like Sons of Anarchy fucked his voice, like fucked his accent. I have or have no something, idea. Apparently, so he worked in Sons of Anarchy for like ten years. Yeah, and apparently, just talking in an American accent has just fucked his accent, and he now he has no idea what it is. The
2: Gar- Gary Oldman had the same problem, I think, where like he lost his accent for a while because he was just going from movie to
1: movie, just doing so many different voices. But his accent is consistently bad in Sons of Anarchy from the first season, so I don't really know what <laughs> yeah, the fuck that... Guy that was not levels. a good excuse. But
2: everyone... I mean, yeah, like you say, Charlie Harman, he's good in the movie, he has, a, he has a great screen presence in the movie, but everyone else in that movie is fucking immense. I like
1: the way that the, the story is portrayed, that they're not... They don't overuse anyone. Yeah. Like, George Mackay is probably... Can George we, Mackay and the wee boy who plays young Ned Kelly. Yeah. are they, They're in it the most... But not even too much because it's split into two halves. Charlie Hunnam has a very short part. Um, Russell Crowe's there for a wee Russell Crowe well. has a short part. Nicholas Holt has a cross part. His mum, I, I think, can... is the most consistent character. She's called Jesse. Something. Jesse. It's Essie Davis, right? That's what I no. said. Essie. Essie <laughs> Davis, yes. Yeah, and she's, she's the most consistent character and she's a fucking powerhouse of a mum. Jesus Christ, Jesus. Holds the whole thing together. The weird kid from uh, The End of the Fucking World is in it. Is he? Yeah, is the he? kid who plays Frodo. The kid from The Shop. Remember when they went to The Shop and they rob the, the, the gas station? Yeah. That kid. <laughs> He's in the film as a serious character and I cannot take him seriously. <laughs> He's the weirdest looking guy ever. I think uh, the thing I love the most
2: about the movie is the idea the way it approaches morally ambiguous characters yeah. because every person in that film like, for example, his father, when he comes along, yeah, he talks about his father kind of positively in the beginning, but you realize his father's just a, a degenerate piece of, Crap, but then he also gets redeemed at the end, as he well. He does, yeah. And then Russell Crowe comes along,
1: and you he goes in that Johnny Russell Crowe's character, and like this is this is the father figure he's always wanted. It's not for the faint hearted, no, fa- it's probably one of the most difficult hanging scenes I've ever had to watch, as well. Yes, it's really full on. The film is intense, it is it is,
2: it is, it is, it's levels of violence are It's brutal. Add to the tension.
1: Am yeah. I gonna enjoy
0: this film? Yes,
1: because it? it's such a great. I would say that the last portion of the film will be difficult. It's hard
2: work. It is hard work, but it's a film. It's worth doing the work to watch.
1: I don't think you'll enjoy it. No. I think from you,
2: what I think you will. I. Ugh, I, don't I think know. the performances and the the kind of the path that some of these characters go on, and especially like George Mackay's character. You expect him to be one thing, yeah. and he's he's not in the beginning and for a real long time he's not but, that person but like,
1: yeah because i've known a, a reasonable amount about yeah ned kelly and he's never because obviously the whole thing is about like it's uh, russell crowe sort of gives him that lesson in the middle of the film and he's like write your own fucking history because if you don't the english will write it for you and they'll get it wrong yeah and obviously that's just how it's portrayed he's portrayed this really evil bad guy and when he comes out of prison He's you, not really you expect this monster He, he kind of does his best To make his life better Like
2: interestingly He's Kind of the most Morally Aware Aware And okay character For much of the film And yeah. then there's the turn
1: Yeah And that's And it's not It's not like a slight turn It's not like It's, like, a, it's so annoying as well Where most things Like one thing kind of happens It just he just goes It like, is just very jarring mental Yeah
2: <laughs> And then that That final scene In what like The pool hall or something uh, like yeah. fucking like just the visuals of that scene are stunning yeah. also if you have epilepsy well, when, good I went, God. when I went to see this film usually there's like a wee thing on the door like hey flashing yeah, images if, blah, blah. this warnings. film there was no warning for epilepsy and there needs to be warnings for epilepsy because yeah. this film there's like one or two scenes where it's intense I like really the flashing images I the,
1: uh, the the flashing light stuff it was cool Yeah because It, it almost
2: out. Kind of Transfers
1: into the madness Of the mind of yeah. Ned Kelly at that point The end scene where Spoilers Where like they're in the bunker And all the police officers Are coming And they're like They've all got like torches And they're like Oh shit What are we going to do we Just they're like, just shoot the torches And then they shoot like The first four Like oh it's going to be fine And then they all put All the torches, the torches out Torches start to go out Like kind of almost in that Like same as Game of Thrones But done well Also the The <laughs> The great part about that and is scene... And then they all,
2: like, light up. Like, they're yeah. all white. And you're like, oh, it's so good. And also the great part about that scene is the entire time the camera stays in that bunker with them, it never
1: really goes yeah. anywhere. You're just in that madness. Even when he leaves the bunker, it's inside yeah. his helmet. You're just... You can't see... You never see in front of him. It's like... It faces, like... When George McKay's, like, Ned Kelly comes out the bunker to his final fight. Do you know anything about the Kelly gang? Cool. He basically built him and his army. Quote, unquote. Like armor mm-hmm. essentially he was inspired by the drawings of a, a, a monitor boat yeah and he built armor for it so like he puts this fucking huge helmet on so that they can't get shot and it just films like his face with this fucking strobing light coming in yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like gunfire and stuff and it's and yes yeah, it, it really kind so of
2: draws you into the madness of it's visceral that character and his world and it's Oh, Gary gave Ryan a fucking I, wag hand. I
1: got a wag hand there. <laughs> there <you go. laughs> I really
2: enjoyed it. It's it's so fucking good. And George and George McKay is amazing and Nicholas Hult as well is this kind of like stupid. Stop people's name's wrong. Nicholas Holt. Hilt? Holt. Holt. Nicholas Holt. Holt. I don't care.
1: Uh, George McKay. You went for as well.
2: Yeah. The the kind of sleazy antagonism of Nicholas Holt is he's so good, and then the escalation of that character as well. There's a point where Nicholas Holt threatens to shoot a baby in the head. Yeah. Again, like there's es- like all the characters start somewhere, and this is what you want for characters. There's I, I, I would not use the word growth because growth could kind of you can still use growth, but if has, it's a bad yeah, growth, you might yeah, want to like, use the word cancer. Negative the negative connotation of the word growth where all these characters yeah, like a cancerous go, growth yeah exactly go to such awful places so yeah. many of them but it's a kind of a spiral of madness by the end you're just like i'll oh, just keep wanting to be a part of it and you're so pulled into it. it's amazing
1: thomas and mcgenzie's great as well i'm you? looking forward yes. to
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to getting around to see it but it, uh, just because we've got a bunch of films yeah to sorry we've really you, got I in could, on that. No, yeah. It's good. on that. it
1: was good to listen to that was What's one thing i thought when i was watching it i was thinking i was like because i think it's probably the only film that i saw first yeah, yeah so. you did and you were like you're like this yeah. is
2: like gav this is your type of film I, and, and i, I thought about that.
1: about that the whole way through i wasn't sure but i was like uh, you're really hard to tell audio boy whether you like films or not and i was like damn it <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a mic
2: <laughs>
1: i think i saw it before you actually yeah, okay. <laughs> right <laughs> uh, next film uh, uh, something let's go i
2: was gonna say a, t- that, a total change in pace birds of prey <laughs> <laughs> so
1: everyone except audio boy has seen this i believe uh, i, I watched it. you could pay me see. Po- i watched lucky it today you. for this podcast right and see if any of you ever fucking pipe up and be like you don't they do enough this podcast <laughs> i sat for an hour and 48 <laughs> minutes today and watched some a tripe <laughs> like it was god awful yeah that yeah i think uh before going- we
0: before we nail this one to the proverbial Try and cross. find any
2: positives. Is there anything we like? Scene- well, we were
1: before recording. We were clawing try
2: to call positive to here's one i can go for the scene in which the guy makes the egg and bacon sandwich that egg and bacon sandwich looks fucking sexual, sexual. yeah yeah fucking and sexual. You're
0: right. i would
1: fuck that sandwich. that's one of the
0: best scenes in the whole movie yeah it's just watching a guy make a fucking sandwich it's, it's almost like
1: the old it's like the uh the really amazing shots in like the hannibal when, yes, when he's cooking absolutely it's the, what I was but thinking. it's like that on like a not posh level it's yeah. just like a Shitty like, flat top iron grill and eggs a greasy spoon, a hot sauce, some but
2: bread. But that scene it also comes; it's marred by a problem that is continuous throughout the entire Margot film, Robbie. which <laughs> is the, the narration yes. of fucking Harley Quinn, because God help me the narration by harley quinn is insufferable yeah. by minute 2 i'm like shut up stop talking you don't need to talk you're just telling me what's happening in the fucking scene i can see what's happening in the fucking scene yeah. and you're adding nothing and please it's, it's, shut up
0: you, you are right it is incessant and it's and it, you're right pointless it's just a narration there because it's quirky and they fun. wanted
2: it
1: to be inside harley quinn's head but it's just and i think like like Margot robbie's painful Dialect in the film is f- like literally fifty percent narration. She doesn't actually even speak that much yeah. as a character. She, yeah, ah.
0: also building Wait, wait, sh- wait,
1: we're doing good. Yeah, I was okay because I'm, okay, I'm, I can go. Mask, we're, we're gonna go. Black, Black Mass was so close. Was,
0: yes, it could have been such Hugh an McGregor interesting character. Clearly having a lot of fun, which is fun to watch. Nice. Um. You, yeah, you wanted him to be a. I wanted him to be a, a, a proper villain. I thought he was going to be a. A, a full-on Suicide Squad antagonist for the next, you know, yeah, foreseeable for future.
1: Spoilers, he gets blown up. He gets yeah, fucking died. exploded. And it's a great death scene, but... Second spoilers. Why are we back Ve- to... Vector's ass is the most boring death scene oh, God. ever. It's why just are some...
0: we back to killing our villains, though? That's now... Going forwards down this soft-rebooted universe in the next Suicide Squad... Black Mask, who is a fairly sizable Batman villain, and Victor Zaz, who's a
1: pretty well-known... are now both dead in this universe. And also two villains who would slot really easily into this realism, kind of trying to bring it into a more modern age film. They would slot so easily into that, and also stop putting the Falcone family in every Batman film. There's so many more interesting (laughs) gangster villains. I mean, I think it's clear, and this has been
2: on the wall for a while in writing... Is a DC has no fucking clue what they're doing. But there's no fire plan whatsoever. Not nah, at all. Totally. Like when it comes to uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman movie, the whole idea is it's supposed to be a rogues gallery of villains, right? But it's like they keep killing. By the time we get to fucking uh, that movie, they'll have killed. Well, half we're going the... back
1: yeah, with that movie, remember? Was that going
2: back into? Also, yeah. we could maybe Young McGregor's uh, Black Mask. I don't know.
0: But like, then the Black Mask shouldn't he should he. <sighs> this is just me getting annoyed about Batman law, he shouldn't be able to take the black mask off. No, that's it's, the whole fused, point. To it's fused to his face.
1: So it's fused to th- his face. I thought it was going to end, yeah, that it somehow... I thought, I thought it was he was going to be in right. an accident in some way where the fusion was going to take place. Or at least, Or at least the end of the movie was
0: going to be... Him getting set on fire, and then that was, gonna yeah, yeah. And, then and, the, and, and, and then it's Harley then it Quinn's is, fault, and he's, and he's like, him. I'm gonna get that Harley Quinn, like but then also, classic the, end of a movie, yeah. keeping the antagonist alive. Like there's a scene at the end
2: where he kind of crashes out from the rubble, and he's got, yeah, he's like,
0: In fact, uh, do you know what did it well? surprisingly, Sonic the Hedgehog. It did. You finish up Sonic the Hedgehog with a villain who looks like the villain you now know and, like, he looks like Eggman. And it Egg makes Man. sense
2: for his characterization,
0: Makes sense for the character forward. and it all fits well and then it sets up for the second movie whereas this one just went, hey, you know what, uh, Black Mask, dead. And also, also wasn't the Black Mask, <laughs> I guess.
1: It fucks the future as well because he's killed by a future Batgirl which means that Batman would have never let her into the Bat family and she would never have been trained by Batman. <laughs> So many problems. <laughs> so many problems. I did really enjoy the uh, the rollerblade chase scene. That was interesting. Something yeah. that I've not seen in a film before. Done g- quite well. I guess that's another positive, is some of the action is well done. Uh, all, I think that was, that was okay. So it's a positive, but also annoying. All Harley Quinn's action mm. is really well done. Th- they really slacked on every other character's action. Yeah. I want to say it was...
2: The stunt team from the John Wick movies that helped choreograph some of the stuff. I'm going to double check that. There was you, you one. Check.
0: There was one joke really near the end where Harley Quinn comes in with her rollerblades on. Yeah, her roller skates, not blades. And one character says to the other one, "When did she have time for a shoe change?" Yeah, and it was the most like un delivered line in a film i think i've seen in about five years i was so bad it was so badly delivered and it, man and it was straight after that There was a really nice moment i think with the exact same two characters where her hair's going all over the joint yeah and then she offers with her
1: bobble to tie her hair up i was was just just thinking thinking about that there
0: that's a great bit yeah that's that's really good but so weird for it to be like one after the other crap Like real crap followed by, oh yeah, yeah it's quite nice. natural and quite good. Yeah, but then that's, I think that's the kind of film on a whole. Really, yeah. it just flip flops between.
1: Yeah, and also Black Canary is in so many fights yep. before she decides to use her super ability. Yep, ridiculous. It's weird. <laughs> it's like they didn't
0: have a budget for it. Well, it's it's like that. It's 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 because I think they, I think my theory on it is they don't want to. They don't quite want to lean into the overly fantastic side of Batman. And they, yeah. it's it's maybe an overhang from Nolan where yeah. people now see Batman as... Oh, and it's, as, Nolan's fucked it. Well, people now see Batman as, as a almost real world s- yeah. superhero. So when they bring out Justice Leagues and stuff, they, they're not willing to give Batman his more crazy shit. They're, you know, for reference for you, Gav. Batman, when he goes with the Justice League to help them do shit... Always has some crazy fucking millionaire gizmo, so that he's not just a guy in a bat suit. He's yeah. got a fucking laser whip that can rip a dinosaur in half, or some other utter. Or he's got nonsense. a little laser that he points into the pool that melts Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got so much shit, but it, it. But they're not doing it for him, and then this just kind of yeah. And it's so the fact annoying they're because they're it.
1: just doing it for Batman as well, because yeah. Aquaman is like ridiculous. Yep, talking fish. Just, yeah, talking t- fish. Drumming octopus. Yeah, all, all that shit. Squidly <laughs> deadly. <laughs> Queen the man games. from Atlantis, the lot. Patrick, uh, Patrick. What's his face? Michael Fish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pat- Michael Fishman. Patrick, Patrick Bateman. No, it wasn't Patrick Robertson. Patrick Bateman.
1: The star. Was it Bateman? No. no. Patrick Bateman's the guy from Psycho.
0: Patrick Wilson.
1: Thank you. Is it him?
0: I don't fucking know. Who he cares. Whatever. Anyway, moving on.
2: Next movie. Let's go. Uh, next movie. I uh, we can guess. What would you rating wise? What would you give?
0: So Su- uh, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Harley Quinn and the emancipation of Far Harley Quinn Far too many Quinn, fucking references Joker. back
1: to Suicide Squad as well. Oh yeah.
0: Uh, I would give it a, I think I gave it a two. I think I gave it a two. Uh,
2: Ryan, out I think ten. you were doing it in fluid ounces, fluid ounces. if I remember correctly.
1: Uh, 20 out, twenty fluid ounces being a pint. Do you know when someone comes into the bar and they're like, I've never tried that before can I can have a wee taste of that. Yeah. That's the amount. So <laughs> like
2: a, a dribble. A dribble. A dribble. A dribble. A dribble.
1: Uh, and I would 100% not
2: recommend. <laughs> <Could> <laughs> Do not fucking that, watch that when movie. When you
1: take the nozzle off of a uh, of a pint and yeah. A wee bet falls out. That's what I'd give it.
2: Next movie, uh, next movie. We're gonna tell us the next one is a movie that the four of us all went to the cinema to
1: see together. Just Mercy, and Phil and Gavin didn't cry nearly as much. I mean, to give some, as me and Gary to
2: give some context. Uh, Gary has said this many times for he'll cry at anything. He's cry an emotional fucking waterfall. Like crying. And then you had drank a lot of alcohol that day. <laughs> I was fucked. Yes, <laughs> you were out was. with your nan for a lovely wee morning of uh, breakfast, lunch and booze. Shout out, Bildy. Shout out to your nan. And so you were a wee bit uh, more emotionally vulnerable because of the alcohol. Oh God, that film hit me in the face. Whereas Audio Boy and I were both clean, sober... And one of us is dead inside. I'll leave the audience to figure out which one it is. But what did we Funny all think together? Enough, it's audio, boy.
0: <laughs> you stare into his eyes and you can tell there's no soul. He's like an animated
2: oh, character. God, no, don't look
0: at me. <laughs>
2: He's uh, looking right at me. Oh God, Gary's just turned into sand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did we all think of Just Mercy. I
0: meant to ask you before the episode started, bro, are you going to get your eyebrows tattooed Fuck on? Fuck off! There's nothing
2: wrong with my eyebrows!
0: just leaving them like that now?
2: See, now this is carrying over from a previous episode that we don't know when it came out. Well, I know when it came out. God, your face is red. It is red, I know If you want to get I them know. tattooed on. I looked in the mirror. What did we think of Just Mercy?
1: Cannot remember one single thing that happened in the film. I was <laughs> fucked. That bad <laughs> no, I'm kidding on. I yeah No, you got you got fucking annihilated I afterwards.
0: It was so good. I I I think we speak about we did speak about that afterwards. So my very quick recap on it uh, for the listeners would be the film isn't the most uh Groundbreaking. groundbreakingly made movie. Um it's enjoyable. I really, really enjoyed watching it, but I can appreciate that it's it's treading on ground that's been trodden on a thousand times. Uh, but it does do it in a. It does do it very well, but it's not. It's not a joy to watch, I guess, and it's not the most kind of. The performances
1: are make what make
0: it a good yeah, film. absolutely. I mean, the performances and the Jimmy story Fox. Fox make it great. Yeah. Um,
2: there's not really any scene that I'd say stands out. I would say the first, the only scene that really uh, stood out to me was the first meeting between Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Fox's characters.
1: Mm-hmm. All their interactions at the table are good, though. Yeah. The only, yeah. the only kind of
0: big scene. For me, I think there's, like, pop, pops. is And like I'm talking kind of these big... If you stick it in a trailer, it gets you excited. Is where they all start banging their cups against the Sure, the, yeah. You know? Like, I'm, I'm
2: talking something that really evokes an emotion. I think... Because uh, there are a fair few movies that kind of follow this kind of through line. And I think if you're looking for movies that are going to make more of an impact, primarily because of the directors behind them, movies like Mississippi Burning or A Time to Kill those are movies that are similar in tone and uh, kind of uh, ideas and themes yeah. but they're just there's more what's the word I want? there's more authenticity or intensity to those movies where just mercy feels obviously the story is very important it tells an important story and it's a story that is meaningful but yeah. it's done in a very kind of plain flat line kind of yeah, way I'm there's with nothing you really like you said, groundbreaking or outstanding about it, yeah. Other than the performances, I cried a lot.
0: I mean, it is, it's, it's a heartbreaking I mean, film. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it's it really does hit you in the emotions if you if you can watch it and you get really swept up with the characters, which is easy to do, yeah. But even like the bad characters,
1: like you're always kind of wondering is like Brie Larson's intent good and uh, mm. the guy from Peter Pettigrew's son, Peter Pettigrew's son, P- what's his name, Rafe Spall,
2: Rafe Spall.
0: But yeah, I'm with you, Gav. that The film itself isn't—it's not a film. It's like it's not. It's what's a weird thing to say. It's not a great movie, but it's an enjoyable film. I don't know some it's a good way, story. Some way of narrative. That. It was almost
1: yeah. like the most. I don't know. Like I could never figure out where I was, in in terms of rating it, it's almost exactly half a pint. <laughs> I, I think i gave it just over i think i gave it a
0: six
2: yeah right. like a half a paint. probably like a six out of ten for me a pint. Uh, i would recommend it but it's much like i've said before wait
1: for it to come streaming services give it a watch yeah exactly it's, it's definitely one to watch don't watch it as like a sort of background film pay attention from the start yeah. but it's not give something it it's to like really spe- crazy out of give it the respect it. it deserves but don't chase it next
2: movie Gavin next movie we're going to talk about is one that we thought Roughly we'd all be talking steam. about during the uh, Oscar run but uh, shockingly wasn't the case uncut gems so yeah. this one I'm
1: still I'm still on the outer rim of this is one that's already on streaming services straight to Netflix it was in cinemas for one day I yeah think. and this is another one that I would suggest you absolutely watch but do not watch as a background film or if mm. you want to chill out it <laughs> is Fucking intense, intense. I've heard the scene where Adam
0: Sandler gives a rim job to a child is fucking horrendous. That's not a scene that happens in the movie. You told me it was. Nope. Yeah, last night you said I've not spoken to you, you, Gary. I'm watching Seven Days. A man give a. Oh, you might have been watching porn. Sorry.
2: I hate you. (laughs) Get out of my life, please, (laughs) Gavin. You've gone (laughs) already. Yeah, uncut gems. Directed by the Safety brothers, whose previous film was Good Time with Robert Pattinson. Mm. Good Time uh, was fucking immense. So I was really excited for Uncut Gems. Good and Time also, is a relaxing experience compared
1: to Uncut Gems.
2: The, the thing with the Safdie brothers is... It's funny you say it, it's a relaxing experience, because obviously it's not. But it, it's somehow more relaxing than Uncut Gems. Oh my god, Uncut Gems and nothing like... Because I remember watching Good Time being like, <laughs> fuck, that was an intense experience. Because it's just, it goes. There is there's no point where it kind of breaks whereas uncut gems is that but even fucking more
1: it's, it's also that thing as well where you meet a character who's quite morally bad at the start yes. and then they just dig and dig and dig and dig and dig a hole as the film goes on yeah and you're like you're screaming at the tv you're like just stop making these fucking awful decisions yeah <laughs> stop it stop it stop it stop it and then there's bits where you think it's gonna go right and then it goes wrong again and you're like oh my god yeah it's it's an interesting one because
2: it's one of those situations where it's a character. He's not a likable person, and he's someone you wouldn't want to have to interact with in real life. But you root for him from the start, from yes. the go. And as a character to watch, he's fascinating because yeah. he lives a life
1: so different from us. And I'm so but scared, so understandable. That you scared can. scared that people are going to be like see the words Adam Sandler, see his face, and be like, yes, no, he just does shit. I mean, because he is. I mean, Excellent, in it. it's so good,
0: and that's why he got stumped at the Oscars. One hundred percent. If you read into it and look look it up, not Oscar
1: worthy. we yeah, said it so many times. He,
0: He's not he's not got the Oscar caliber or whatever the fuck it is. And you just think, but this film proves on.
1: this and Punch Drunk Love prove that he does. What was it he said? He's like, if if this doesn't get the recognition it deserves, I'm going to make Jack and Jill two. <laughs> I mean I can't wait for that movie to come out I don't don't think we should spoil this one Because what happens in it is It's insane Probably one of the most shocking film moments That end Because the thing with the film is
2: Like we've said it's intense It's such a ride And you're on it And your heart is fucking beating at your chest You're just like You're just desperate to take a breath And just kind of yeah Take, and then the, there's a moment at the end that happens and all of the air leaves your body like, I'm gonna say something Fuck. else like,
1: it's like being under water for just a little bit too long it is <laughs> it is interesting it, it's and uh, oh, I've
2: lost the thing I was gonna say about Adam Sandler. I didn't have that experience watching the film yes but you're a robot that doesn't make sense
1: well, that was uncalled for. <laughs> yes. That was uncalled for. Like, I think it was just because it was on Netflix and like I was in the flat, just I watching it, chilling out. I cannot even imagine the, the, the how that would have well, been. Yeah. The watching it in the cinema, I probably would have been like stressed out in my nut. I mean, but, but for comparison, I sat until um, the last like five minutes. I was like, okay, this is yeah, this is whatever. I don't understand that. Yeah, me neither. Actually,
2: man. Like it's. I mean, I don't know. For context, I watched the movie separately from you, but mm-hmm. I sat in the same seat that you sat in. In the you same, don't know that. Yeah. I mean, I, I came in. Phil oh, yeah, watches
1: everything cross-legged on the table. <laughs> That's true. It's like, did you have the lights off?
2: No. Okay. You always. I, talk, go, I
1: go there.
2: I'm a lights off, TV full focus, curtains closed. Geez, it. And that no movie, clothes. that movie finished, and I was just like. Holy
1: fuck! absolutely shout out to Kevin Garnett, professional basketball player. Yeah, who's good. Who, when I saw he was going to be in it, I was like, yeah, he'll probably make an appearance. He's one of the main characters. It's yeah, he's good. Enough. The weekend was in it. The weekend was. And it would have been weird because the weekend had to get a wig for his old hair. <laughs> well, anyway, next film. Uh, no, I, I was just going to finish out by just, don't okay, No, no <laughs> uh,
2: just absolutely give this movie the the due it deserves because it didn't get the due it deserves. I mean, it did it some of the award shows, but it did not with the others. And people need to understand that the Safety brothers are just fucking something to watch because these boys are going to continue to do some amazing work. And Adam Sandler fucking... People did say to me, it's like, oh, I'm not watching that new Adam Sandler film because they just assume it's an Adam Sandler film. Yeah, I've had a lot of that as well. This is not an Adam Sandler film. This is a Safety brothers film who pull a fucking immense performance out of a man who can act, but probably just doesn't want to because he's like i can just make a movie for six million dollars and make fucking 50 million doing it he yeah ac- yeah
1: he accidentally made happy gilmore really
2: early and that's just his life
0: <laughs> very yeah. very quickly on adam sandler i know we've spoke about it off mic but my, it, he done funny people yeah which was a film about a guy who has been typecast and he wants to get out of that role and start making more serious <clears throat> moves in his industry Which, I remember watching it going, this is Adam Sandler's cry for help. (laughs) This is him making a movie about his own life. Yeah. Yeah. Then he did that joke on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where he's at the Antiquities show, and Jake Farrell was like, hey, you're Adam Sandler. He's like, yeah, 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 I like Antiquities. I'm actually a pretty, you know, pretty pretty in-depth guy. I'm not just fart jokes and boobies and and stupid films. All right, are you working on a film now? Yeah, I am, actually. Oh, and who's in it? Uh, Kevin James? (laughs) Well, yeah. And then he turns to the guy next to me and goes, his wife never wears a bra. I think you're going to love it. <laughs> so, again, making a joke about himself, and I kind of thought, maybe Adam Sandler's going to turn. And then he did, like, Jack and Jill or some other um, fucking nonsense uh, shit uh, after that.
2: What's that one of the family? Bedtime stories, or? Oh, no, just go with it. No, the... the, the, the like. Oh, I can't remember it's, one where it's two sequels where my, the, my point stands the family are t- grown ups grown ups grown that's grown ups. the one yeah,
0: none of us fuck it. like he just then did more of these usual Adam's Adam like, stuff but just like interestingly this here's what weird. I'm thinking
2: is it's maybe a, a kind of double edged sword of like he's just like fuck it I can make a bunch of money I'll do it yeah. but it's also a case of movie studios come to him like Netflix who have just signed another four movie deal because his movies continue to be some of the highest watched on Netflix yeah. and he's just like movie studios aren't going to pick him up for anything else than what he does that makes money he's like oh i want to do these serious dramas I like well that's not going to make money mm. do your dumb comedies otherwise we're not going to fund anything he's like well fuck so the safety <laughs> brothers probably came along and they're like hey we want you to do this serious drama he's like finally someone's going to give me the chance to do what i want to do mm. and bo- all of them fucking knocked it out of the park we have got time for one more well that's that's pro- that's f- f- i guess we can work this because i was Yo, gonna quick, why did they use amur tajur at the end of the film Stop. It's such a weird choice. Stop talking to me about this. I keep I telling you, I don't even know what song th- that is. You're generally weird. asking me this question two times. I'm like, I don't... It's such a weird choice. <laughs> uh, what do you use? Amir Tazir. <laughs> you know,
3: I, I actually
0: like knew what that was. I just knew if I asked you, you do, do the
2: song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Copy that. that. We actually have two films left, but I was actually going to put these two together. Uh, yeah, and talk about them, which
1: is uh, the lighthouse and parasite. Oh Jesus. I thought I was like, oh I can't remember what ones we've got to talk about, but they're pretty easy ones. Yeah, they're fucking big boys. They're not. Yeah.
0: Um Have we spoken about Parasite? Uh, we spoke about it for the Oscar. Some episode, of you have seen, seen it.
2: Okay. Oh, which one do we do? Uh, the next film we're gonna talk about is The Lighthouse.
1: Didn't see it. Yes you did. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say if you hadn't seen it, I'm gonna go <laughs> you. you kept saying for like there were so many weeks where you're like, ah, oh, I'm gonna go and see the lighthouse tomorrow. And I finally
0: didn't I finally got to it. And I I honestly I fucking loved it. I bro, where to start with that movie. Uh it's a it's a descent into madness that Is that what you thought? Well, at first I did, and then I think now I have a different read on it. What do you think now? So my my theory on it is he's He's living out some form of hell. Some form of personal hell. That's my theory as well. But, yeah, that's but I, I think thought. he's doing it over and over again.
2: Yeah. It's like a groundhog day purgatory.
0: Yeah, yeah, purgatory, effectively. And I think at the end... We're jumping all the way to the end. Listeners, I apologise. At you the dead. end, when he, when he looks at the light, I do believe that's him getting the knowledge of, oh, okay, this is my life now, before yeah. it resets. I also have a theory that when... Uh, this kind of comes from Bioshock Infinite as well. Mm. The pe- two people that leave at the beginning, yeah. you don't see their faces. That might just be Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. So it's like you know, broken versions go out, <laughs> fresh new versions go come in. Because yeah. it's purgatory, is you know,
1: there's no, there's no set. That's, that's this the thing. The Preacher comics and the TV series based uh, hell on that. Yeah, as hell is just you living your, the worst day of your life. Over and over and over again. Well,
0: there you go. But yeah, no, I I, I loved it. I think William Defoe gave a, a stellar performance. Robert Panson gave a fucking stellar performance. Uh, I laughed way. M- I think, and that's a that's another thing. I don't think we spoke about this because yeah. we did all talk about this for listeners off mics. We're kind of giving you our our cut down reviews, I guess. Um, but I laughed so much, and I it, it's, it's such a weird thing where the film you're watching a film where you it's not a funny movie. But yeah, but you know when to laugh because something just something happens. Like when he's he goes absolutely sick about his Robin pants is like, yeah, your cooking's not great, and then he fucking goes mentally. Willem Dafoe delivers a fucking monologue that is the, the, godlike. It's an intense monologue about. The, the scurvy of the sea and a, an a vengeful sea god will smite you if you treat me like shit and it cuts to Pattinson just scared there's on just the like ground there's <laughs> literally
1: quivering in the corner Could by his pause all right, I like your fucking cookie it's, it's just it's just the pause <laughs>
2: it's, it's maybe like four or five seconds and then just Pattinson's like delivery and then just like laughter and, oh, it like, cracks on, and the cracks yeah. the the bit I love the, the most
1: was when I mean, is this even a spoiler? I guess the point where Patterson is burying Defoe alive, yes, and Defoe delivers his monologue there yep. while getting mud thrown, like he's chewing mud yep. spit to get out. through the fucking like you can see the wet mud on his lips. It's fucking
0: his, he, he um, committed it's in that scene. So as well.
2: so good. Yeah, I think with a movie like The Lighthouse, there's so much you can gush about, and I think the biggest reason you can gush about this movie is because when the three of us sat around one night at a table talking about it, we all had massively different interpretations of what the movie was. When yep. Audio Boy and I went to see it, we came out and we were sitting there at, at a table and we both just kind of went, maybe this is what's happening, yep. maybe this is what's happening, maybe this... And and you don't... For some people, they'll hate that because they'll, they'll want the you movie... want the answers. They'll want the movie to be like, by the end, Willem four goes, well, everybody, this is what was actually happening. <laughs> yeah. But the reason I love The Lighthouse is long after seeing it i can still i can read other people's interpretations i can watch other people's interpretations we can sit around and give our interpretations and just be like what was that movie yeah. and it's more fun it's more exciting to not have that answer and just again sit here it's again chew it up and she's like what was the one-eyed seagull all about what was the mermaid was his all soul.
0: about the one-eyed seagull was him that was his own soul yeah defoe tells him or no i don't know well i i think it must be Defoe tells him, don't fuck with the seagulls, they're the souls of sailors. And then at the end of the movie, Pattinson's laying there with one eye pecked out. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. I do I know. I, mean, I, I I've also got, love talking about it.
2: There's also the idea of just like, at the beginning of the movie, when he sees the vision of the logs in mm-hmm. the ocean, and he just walks in, that's what he dies there. And the rest of the movie is... Some sort of hell just of just punishment for what he did to that man, and yeah, in the, yeah North. the thing
1: that I was thinking of is like obviously the last scene in the film was him lying naked on the beach getting eaten by seagulls. Mm. But at what point of the monologue, you, uh, of what point of sorry, the story you've just watched, did that happen? Mm. And at which point does he just carry on the rest in his head, mm-hmm. or is it just all happening like that? It's one of those like, you could talk about it absolutely forever, it's got yeah. so many bits, it's kind of like so many layers. Th-
2: that movie you're never really here with Viking Phoenix, where it's just like he walks into a lake or a river and some people have the interpretation that he dies there in that river and everything that happens after it is just his mind kind of flicking yeah. out before he dies i mean that's really heavy though because you could use the example of total
0: recall starring Arnold schwarzenegger sure <laughs> you could go for that light-hearted <laughs> fucking action romp <laughs> <laughs> Considered a divorce. divorce. (laughs) We both went to the same place. Best line. One of Arnold Schwarzenegger's best one-liners in any movie. (laughs) Consider that a divorce. Uh, (laughs) And then the last movie,
2: another movie that is full of two weeks. Oh yeah, that that old quote. (laughs) 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 The the last movie we're going to talk about, uh, another one with uh, heavy themes and much interpretation, is Parasite. Two weeks. Uh, did win Best Picture and Best Foreign Language Film. Also won Best Director and best screenplay, Best Screenplay, Best Original Screenplay.
1: It also won My Heart.
2: <laughs> uh, I can't wait for Audio Boy to talk about this film. Uh, yeah, Paras- not you take us away, Audio Boy? Go for it, Audio Boy. No. Ah, okay. Well, that was a good one. Uh, yeah, Parasite is a film we weren't going to talk about it but because when we did our Oscars reactions not everyone had seen it at that point not everyone's had the chance to talk about it Yeah, but I had seen it and I was like this is the best film to come from the Oscars and now it's your chances to be like fuck it why did this film deserve best picture and why is it so great?
1: I thought it was fucking garbage
2: (laughs) I didn't understand it
0: they just speaking funny accents the whole movie. Yeah. <sighs> Don't start doing this to it. Nah, it's a phenomenal piece of film. Um, it it's, was so good. It, it, it really is. That, that, it's funny, that and The Lighthouse, although they are wildly different in content, are two films that I really want to re-watch.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, you say you laughed lots again. at the lighthouse. I laughed so much. I at laughed parasite. a lot of the Parasite. And, as yeah, well. the funny
2: thing was b- with both those movies. If you watch the trailers, you never walk into them being be like, "Well, I'm going to have a good old giggle yep, session." These, to your knees. Funny. but both movies, there are genuine moments of just belly laughter. Yeah.
1: Well, I was, I went to parasite and I was like, people were like, "Don't watch the trailers, don't read anything about it." And that I was went me. in completely blind. I said that. Lo- yeah, lots of people said it. Went in so blind, and it was but number one on the list. Was Gary? You said it first.
2: Yes. Because you are number one. <clears throat>
1: gavin said it last <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it was the best way to watch it I, yeah, i'm it was, the same i went in i hadn't even yeah. seen a trailer i i'd seen that it was oscar nominated i i thought i want to you know what, we'll go see this it's meant to be really good well it's oscar nominated so it's it's probably going to be a decent film and i like uh the, the director's previous Bong bonjour works. who did bonjour. snowpiercer and okja and stuff like that and a host so it's i you know i like all that stuff i don't well i like all that stuff i like all those movies so i thought you know what let's go for it was just was not disappointed uh, yeah
1: start to finish that film and even now if someone was like what's it about you're like Pff, sit Pff, down friend. so much so much class inequality poverty
2: s- poverty sociological just
1: i don't it's like it's a capitalistic dictatorship i mean when it comes to bonjour it's everything joker wanted to be <laughs> yes there he <laughs> actually uh, yeah.
2: when it comes to bong ho's uh films they're there's no hiding from the themes he's approaching with okja yeah. like if, if Gary as someone who's a vegan have you seen okja mm-hmm. I mean that's a movie where it's just it's clear as they what that movie is talking about and trying to push as a narrative. You come to Snowpiercer, it's kind of Parasite-esque. It's about poverty and social class and things like that. The host is just a fucking class, <laughs> fucking horror <laughs> monster movie. Like you can't get away from it. But Parasite the thing I was saying this to audio boy after we'd seen the movie is it's very clear what Bong joon is trying to say in that movie but he does it in such a kind of subverted yep. way and so seems, many little subtle
1: so many mentions. subtle ways of
2: doing it he doesn't like a perfect example that I was thinking of is the scene after they have to get out of the house Yeah, and they're running away from the house the rain's coming down they go back to theirs and they're just running down the stairs and as they run down the stairs, they're getting lower and lower until yeah, they get back yeah, to theirs, yeah. and their sewage water, their entire apartment is ruined. Toilet one of them has to exploding. S- Toilet's exploding. That's an amazing
1: scene when she just like sits on the exploding toilet and just smokes her snouts. And it's <laughs> it's, it's, so it's
2: very cl- it's clear what's being said there, but like a, a lesser filmmaker would have had the character go, "Look where we are now, Dad. We're yeah. back down here," yeah, yeah, and they would yeah, have yeah. said it to you. Bong Joon Ho never says anything about it. Instead, the characters discuss more of their nefarious plots yeah. and the film just it's as uh, Alfred Hitchcock always said show don't tell and the film's a that perfect example money, of show don't tell that fucking
0: money rock as well yeah yes oh, oh what a movie i don't,
1: but, I don't also
2: it. Uh, just the scene of the kid eating the birthday cake
1: and the guy coming up the stairs oh my with god eyes. that was fucking terrifying Haunting, I, I was Haunting. it was
0: terrible i honestly i couldn't stop laughing at that because it because it's just he sees him and it's the whites of his eyes i yeah. just buckled i thought ah oh, what a film i'm gonna re-watch it
2: it's 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 been so long since uh, a movie you've has been with was, a woman <laughs> no, yes, maybe, I don't know. I'm not going to give you an answer to that question. Uh, you kind of <laughs> have so answered it though, haven't you? <laughs> it's been so long since a movie has gotten uh, award show recognition yeah. and kind of talked about where it's actually deserved it. Mm-hmm. And, and relevant site. as well. like, and like it's not like,
1: oh, we've given this Oscar to this World War II film. And I'm like, yeah, but there's lots of shit that's going on. Yeah, I understand World War II was completely an awful thing but there's lots of shit that's going on right now and it is really relevant understatement of the century right there yeah there's so relevant and it's keeping things people in the loop as well yeah and also being a foreign language based film there's no non-korean actors in the whole film i don't think no um yeah it's great
2: yeah it's also just wonderful it looks fucking amazing it looks gorgeous and it's just wonderful to see a film that is foreign get celebrated yeah. and win achievements for the quality of the film itself
1: and not because... Not as a scapegoat for yeah, we need a foreign film like and this Paras-
2: Like when Parasite won those awards it didn't feel like them just doing it for the sake because. of doing it. It felt like it because when you look at every other film in that category, there are some definitely great films in that category but Parasite was like head and heels over all of them. Have you so seen the image better.
0: gallery of every time he separates the Poor and the rich with a, a physical line on the screen, and it's there. Some of them are really, really simple and clever. Um, when uh, the the guy that owns the house is talking to the the serving staff, there the the shot is from inside looking out, but the window is a square, like a corner window. Mm. So the line separating the two of them is uh-huh. just the seam of the window where it joins. And it, I clicked through it, and some of them. You you won't pick it up on it when you're watching the movie because it's just done so incredibly subtly well. It's mad. Yeah, I'll I, try and
2: find out. I'll send you the link. But then speaking of the the like the father of the wealthy house, that's another great thing that happens. In that movie is Bong Joon could have clearly and easily just been like, let's. He's just, an asshole. Let's just make these antagonists for no reason and they're mean yep. and off. Like no, they're just they're genuine. good people. Just trying, just, trying to get on. people. Just they just have money. They're just lucky enough. Like he's in a good job. Yep. they're just trying to get by. And then you've got this family, they're in awful poverty, but do awful things, but for the sake of the fact that they're trapped in awful poverty. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you. at points you're like, oh, I don't know how I feel about them, but at yeah. other points you're just like,
1: but I understand why they have to do this. Yeah, like I've always thought that they, it's probably going in and watching that, and one of the highest forms of ignorance is thinking that the family are the only parasites in the entire thing. Exactly. Like, every, it, like it changes so many ways totally and
2: I mean, yeah, if you, if you look at the, the lady who the original kind of helper of the house mm-hmm. and her husband, you can either look at them and just play they are parasites. But they're, also the rich
1: family f- are parasites as well. They're just they're taking off care from other people that are coming out. Exactly. It's all a huge, big circle and of how it yeah. happens. It's so
2: brilliant that the film is, it doesn't kind of push a narrative in that sense. It, it kind of shows you the full, like you say, circle of it all that yeah. people can kind of take in and make their own judgment of. And um, then
1: absolutely so open for interpretation for people as well so that you can just make what you want of it. It's Pick not quite up- as open for interpretation as the lighthouse. No.
0: <laughs> no but, <yeah>. very few films <laughs> lighthouse- are ever going to <laughs> the lighthouse will never be closed for interpretation. Yeah. But no, it, it's a great movie. Um but yeah, I think that's wrapped there. I mean, Sounds what great. ratings would you give Lighthouse
2: and and uh
1: I think I gave them it? both the same A uh, motherfucking paint stain. I I
0: think I gave them <laughs> eight, 8 out of 10 on both. Uh I think on a second rewatch on each of them that might change. It's it's so hard Especially the Lighthouse. I think actually I gave Parasite 9 and I think I gave Lighthouse 8. And I'm only going to say because this because
1: this is the kind of thing you like to say. Technically, it would just be a first rewatch because if you're rewatch you can't rewatch. You can't rewatch something. Yeah. Um, I would
2: just give them two big, ball, wonderful, lovely recommendations. I'm, I'm
1: too full paints, not even a sip at your paint. I huh? enjoyed them full both points, so much. 20, I think I think, poured pint yeah. the, the, I think the longer I sit with I them as well, watch, but the bigger I'd those paints are getting. I think. Holy shit, actually,
0: you know what came out last year? Did you see The Invisible Man?
1: Not yet, no. No, I've not seen go it. Go see also. the invisible man.
0: I'm planning on. I'm don't. gonna say nothing else. Other than we'll maybe talk about it in the next People round. People keep up. talking about it. It's a surprise kind of like I was very thoroughly enjoyed that. I've got also. I've
1: had two reviews and they're both very opposite reviews.
0: Yeah? That's interesting though. No, I really liked it. I, I was I was happily surprised. I thought it was gonna be a total fucking Dud. Uh, just horror. Oh, where is he? Oh. But nah, it was good it was good I uh, feel like
2: uh, one thing we should start doing these episodes is you just give noise reviews because <laughs> those are sort of like you're like oh mm, I don't know right ladies and gentlemen that is it from us behind
0: movie podcast MMP baby hashtag up what's going on with Gavin's
2: eyebrows fuck <laughs> you so much heads up on the social medias uh, leave us some comments on what you thought of those movies if you'd seen them or if you plan to see them uh, give us some topic suggestions other things you can do that uh, meanderingmoviepodcast at gmail.com Facebook and Instagram just search for Meandering Movie Podcast. give us a follow over there and Twitter is at meanderingpod uh, yeah give us whatever you got people Ryan you got anything to plug uh,
1: Gavin's red face <sighs> Gavin you got anything to plug I'm gonna use this plug to fucking smash the both of your faces. Then. I want to. I would like to plug a color palette cinema on Instagram. I really love that Instagram page. There you go. There you go. I'll, I'll, I'll add it. I'll be. I appreciate think the sure they've got like fifty six thousand followers. Okay, maybe I won't do that. Maybe they should give us a shout. Out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's called Color Palette Cinema. Whoa! No wait, I really underestimated. They have one point one million followers. Okay, I'm definitely. But with- it's a fucking excellent. Oh wait, that's shit what's happening in your right, head the, the one they posted today was Holy Motors that's why I'd known that's oh, why I really. yeah um, you should
0: check that out finishing the episode I'm avant-garde
2: with this it's a good name
1: oh. music is life bye like it's meandering movies listening to gary ryan and gavin it's all about films but goes off course will there be arguments of course because everyone knows their lives are dull and they have
3: nothing else to talk about